Welcome back to Bob Talk with Talia Little. Um, so thank you so much for coming on Mob Talk, Alira. It's been a long time coming, but I'm so glad we finally got there. And I've been Yay. super stoked to um, have you on because a part of, I guess, my journey in the last like year or so is got a lot mm-hmm. to do with self-love and like finding mm-hmm. myself and doing that through, um, I guess, self-reflection and spirituality and like learning all about that. So to mm-hmm. see you as like a really... I guess, body positivity, black woman who just explores this and is unapologetic about it is so, mm. it's so good. Do you know what I mean? To see in social media as well these days, like, cause growing up, you don't, I don't know, you don't really see that. Or I didn't see that much mm. on social media or anything positive to do with our mob and stuff. So yeah, it's really mm. great. Amazing. Thanks for having me. Like I'm, I feel like our community needs a podcast like this because there's so many popping up at the moment and I love it because I mm. get to like see who you are and everything as well too. Um, I love what I do and I love that I get to be that representation that exactly right. We didn't have growing up. I remember we had like, for me, my generation, we had Kathy Freeman and that's all awesome. <laughs> that's great. But it's just yeah. like, she's a runner. I can't run. Like I aspire to like oh resemble God, and embody that. But mm-hmm. I'm like, I need, I need representation that's just like embodies what I represent. Um, I didn't have that growing up. And now I get to be that embodiment for people and be super unapologetic about it, which is great because I love ruffling feathers and I love going against the grain and changing the narrative. So, yeah. No, it's amazing. It's pretty cool. Um, before we begin today, I'll just do a little bit of acknowledgement. Uh, so mm. I'd like to acknowledge the traditional owners of the land which I am on, which is the Bunurong Mob. And the weather isn't too great today as it hasn't been, I guess, this mm. whole lockdown. It's literally raining for 10 minutes and it'll stop and then it'll fucking mm. rain again. And then it's just a constant so cycle. So what country are you on today? You live in Geelong, don't you? Yes, yeah, so I'm on Wadawurrung country. Oh, cool. The sun's out at the moment. The sun's out, but I'm just like, is it going to rain? Because this whole weekend's going to rain. Literally, at the moment, it's those keywords in Melbourne that is like, what is the weather? It's at the moment, it's sunny, or at the moment, it's raining because it just fucking changes like that. I know. And it's just like, when it's sunny, you just want to run outside and just go for your little two hour exercise. Yeah, literally. How have you oh. been? Like, have you been exercising much? What is your, what is your daily routine no. been looking like? Yeah. You know what? This one, like this lockdown, I've done no exercise apart from like I walk Cosmo two times a day. Um, I mean, I guess that's the form of exercise, but like training wise, haven't trained the whole time because I'm just like, I hate Zoom, like trying to oh. train doing Zoom things. I'm just like, no, yeah. I just want to be in the gym. Like, yeah, literally. Yeah. It's my like outlet. Yeah. Do you so feel like funny. it's been like that? in past lockdowns as well or do you feel like it's mainly just like this lockdown it's just like oh my god I think just this lockdown all the other lockdowns I was like yeah like I'm so happy to just like do zoom stuff and do whatever I need to do but this one I'm just like no I don't want to do it I'm just gonna lay in bed I'm just gonna get up when I want to yeah yeah so you're what would you so you're a woman of many hats I, I don't really like that phrase, but I'm just going to put it out there. Women of many hats, mm-hmm. like you're a healer, a psychic, um, self-empowerment coach. Can you kind of, can we kind of take it back to where this all came from? Like, were you always a spiritual person or did this, did you hit a point in your life where you were like, okay, now I'm going to kind of delve into that. 
Yeah, I mean, I I knew that I loved this spiritual sort of side, but I never really tapped into it. And growing up, I had a mum who was super spiritual, super into all the witch stuff. And I was just like, you know, a bratty little teenager, like, I don't believe in that. Like, you know, that's boring, blah, blah, blah. And then it probably wasn't until like when mum passed away, she, in her will, it was literally like these cards go to a lira and they went to me and I was like, I'm never going to use these cards. I'm never going to use them. Um, and they were tucked away in a box like for years and years and years. And um, after my marriage breakdown, because I got married really young at like 22. Mm. I know it's mind boggling. That's literally um, me. Like, I cannot yeah, imagine that. I know. And I look at you and I'm like, you're a baby. <laughs> literally, I no, I feel age. a baby. Yeah. Yeah. So I got like, yeah, I got married at 22 and then we separated when I was about 26, 27. And I think that's when I sort of hit rock bottom in terms of the grief over my mum, the marriage breakdown, even though it was mutual. Um, but just lots of grief was coming on through. And I used, I stepped into a really dark space with my mental health and I started using drugs and alcohol as an outlet. And it was a really shit outlet to say the least. It was really shit because I was just partying every weekend it was just like this vicious cycle I'd work my like day job during the week and then the weekends were just like party party drink drink and I wouldn't have a care in the world and it got to a point where I was just like you need to change something otherwise you're going to end up dead and it was just like that sort of shock to my system that I needed and from then on I was like okay I'm going to just cut out alcohol for a little while this is our first lockdown that we went into so this is only like 12 months ago Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So have you grown like your business as such? Is someone there? Mm. Yeah. It's just, I think they'll leave it. It'll be fine. I love that. Um, That's like my favorite part of the day. So it's been 12 months. Have you, has your like like business escalated? Yeah. In that 12 months? Yeah. It's been absolutely nuts. Like 12 plus months. I had always had my little side hustle of doing like, little readings for people or whatever. Um, but yeah, it wasn't until like 12 plus months ago. I was like, something needs to change. I need to do something. I needed to just lean into something. And I started leaning into the spiritual side of things. And that's when I started doing lots of training. So lots of spiritual development training around just like what we would call in this space as doing our inner work and just sort of unearthing any trauma that we're holding on to. Um, so I dug really deep with that. And then I did my Reiki practitioner training, which is how I'm an energy healer. And then what else have I done? I just sort of just started doing all these things. I did my coaching course with Beautiful You Academy. And from then on, everything just sort of it aligned because I was shifting all my energy. I was shifting all my focus to me. I wasn't worried about what everyone else was doing. I was like, no, for once, I'm just going to put all this beautiful goodness back into me. And we're just going to just go with the flow. And I did that. And from literally like, yeah, 12 plus months ago, I had 200 bucks in my bank account, no savings, no nothing, literally. Like I wish I had a screenshot. I wish I had a screenshot. And now I'm sitting in a six figure business. I'm sitting here so abundant. I'm sitting here being able to look for houses to go and buy. Like it is mind blowing when we decide to shift our focus on ourselves. It's pretty crazy. Wow. So it really, yeah. yeah. It really shows like when you put all your energy into yourself and truly mean it, 
how it plays out, like not half-assing mm-hmm. something, being like, I really want to change and I'm going to manifest. Or oh, that's mm-hmm. one thing I wanted to actually talk to you about, but we're yeah, going to put that on cool. hold. Um, mm-hmm. Taking it back to when you're talking about before, so at the start of your like spiritual journey, I guess you'd say, and you dig, dug deep for that trauma, like kind of um, yeah, that resolution of that trauma, specifically if it's okay with you, how do you kind of, mm. how did you do that? Like, how did you get down to that spot? Mm. I know I get that question a lot and I love it because I feel like a lot of people come into say the spiritual space or wanting to deal with their trauma, not knowing like a deer in the headlights, where do I start? What do I do? And for me, it was as simple as number one, cutting out alcohol because I knew that was going to block me from really tapping in and allowing myself to go in. I started doing really little things. Like I was like, okay, I'm going to meditate. I'm going to tune into my body see what my body actually wants and needs and what it needs to release at the moment. And then I, I literally said to my friends, all right, my mental health's not great. I'm going to go to my GP. I'm going to get a mental health plan because that's important. There's nothing wrong with that. GP put me on meds and I'm such an advocate for it. I'm like, if you need it, you do it because it's going to help you. Absolutely. Seeing, yeah. I started seeing a psychologist, which I'm a massive advocate for. And then I also started seeing like an art therapist because I have a holistic side of me that believes that I need another outlet to release trauma. And I found doing things like art therapy, journaling, and just all these little simple things helped me sort of really understand what my triggers were, which reverted back to my trauma. So for instance, I started dating again last year and I realized I was going for emotionally unavailable people. And I was like, where is that trauma coming from? Older Lyra would never even think about that. Never even think about that. But I sort of sat there and I was like, wow, okay. Like you're you're doing your trauma work at the moment because you're processing (laughs) why you're going for these types of people. And that trauma stemmed from childhood trauma because there was just, I had abandonment issues. So I would go for people who are emotionally unavailable. It was yeah. just, yeah. I mean, doing, doing your work, doing that inner work, it's a lot, but I say to people, start small, just start journaling, start just becoming present and mindful every day, because that's when you'll realize that I may not have the right people surrounding me right now. And they may be just triggering me and triggering my trauma. Therefore I need to release any toxicity. So it, it's a lot, but I'm everyone's on their journey. I'm still on my journey. I've got lots mm. to you know, unearth and unheal. Um, so I don't know, the best place to start is just figure out exactly what you, what your intention is as to why you want to do your healing work. I feel like the journey never ends. Like I feel like we're constantly changing and evolving and like learning about ourselves. So it's important that that journey keeps continuing in terms of journaling. What would you, you know, like I work with a lot of young people or just a lot of girls Mm -hmm. in general that you know, it's kind of become, I want to say, I don't want to say popular, but it's kind of like the cool thing to do now to like learn about yourself, Mm -hmm. your spirituality and be journaling. What would be, I guess, a tip to, you know, a lot of people might be stuck as to like what to journal or like, so can you break down like what that might look like? Yeah. And I get this a lot with my clients. They're like, I've tried to journal, but I just don't know what to write about. And I was like, there's your first mistake we need to go into this knowing that no one's going to read our journal. Therefore it's an absolute safe space for you to go and write absolutely anything. And look, when I'm journaling, sometimes I just write like, okay, today I had a really shitty day because Cosmo was annoying me, the dog. It's just, it can be absolutely anything Anything. you want to journal about. 
And I think of it as a way for me to release any tension that I'm holding onto from the end of the day. But I'm just like, don't overthink it. I think there's some really good journal prompts out like on Google and things like that as well too that help people even start their journaling journey. But don't overthink it. Just write whatever you need to release right here and right now. Just do whatever comes to your head. Yeah, exactly. So you've gone and like done your inner work. So what was the next step to kind of starting your business? Well, like your six figure, Mm -hmm. you know, now you're in six figures. Like what was that next step? What does that look like? Yeah. So 12 months ago, I was still working in my corporate job. I was like, I'd been in my corporate job for maybe five plus years. I hated the job. They knew I hated it and they knew I was going to leave one day, but I had my little side little hustle on the side, just doing my readings for people. And then it just got to a point where my social media following sort of grew and it like it blew up and it was overwhelming. And then I had, you know, management companies reach out to me being like, we want to help you with socials and um, ended up signing to one. And then that was another stream of income that was coming on in that I just, I didn't know this world existed. And I Do you mean like the social, the income social from social influence? Yeah, from like influencer work, so to speak. Yeah. Um, and I was like, oh, that's a really interesting stream of income. And then I opened my books more and more for reading. So a lot more people were coming to me and getting intuitive readings. A lot of people were coming and getting energy healing done just via Zoom because there was lots of people in lockdown during that time as well too. Yeah. And then... I started doing things like workshops with my coaching little side hustle that I had. Then got to a point, August last year, so we're coming up to it like 12 months ago. Um, August last year, I literally woke up and I was like, today is the day I'm going to resign from my day job. And I was like, just like that. And I just thought, if I don't do it now, I'm going to regret this decision and I was like, what's the worst thing that's going to happen? I, ho- I have to go get a job at Coles and that's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. If I don't take this risk and I don't take this plan, I'm going to live with so much regret. And so I remember just reading my boss, 9am being like, all right, today's the day. Like I'm quitting. And he was like, no, you're not. I'm like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like I can't keep up with everything that's happening externally in my life. I've got enough money just sitting there to help me with rent, with whatever it is, like I'm just going to do it. And so I quit my job, created space for more things to come in. And that's when everything just, it's been a ripple effect ever since. Just work hasn't stopped, which has been an absolute blessing. I love how you say you were in a corporate job and they knew you hated it and they knew you were going to leave. I've been in a space like that before and it's so funny because you're just there, but it's kind of like that space filler to you don't know really where you're going yet or what you're going to do, but you're just like, fuck this. I don't want to be here. Exactly. Exactly that. And they knew that I was just not, I was not there for long. It wasn't a long-term thing. Mm. So it was great when I left, that's for sure. So let's talk manifestation. Now I've been learning a lot about, I know I've been learning a lot about this recently, trying to listen to podcasts and I guess mm-hmm. more and more. And one thing of my proof that I could say, I guess I've manifested is when mm-hmm. I started, so I started this podcast probably like last year, COVID mm-hmm. July. And it started as like a, a backyard mm-hmm. podcast. I guess, I guess you'd say like yeah. a passion project with work. And I remember thinking if I, I can just see this going really well, I was like, 
I'm going to get a really awesome opportunity for this. I'm going to like, I'm going to manifest mm-hmm. that and I'm going to make changes yeah. in my life towards that to make something happen. And then little, little did I know it's now this is my actual job. So I'm getting paid for this. And then I just got an opportunity with SBS. Well, they're funding it. So I'm actually going to be the host of a documentary back on country. Um, I, so love I'm go- this. I know. So I'm going away in like a couple of weeks to Alice Springs mm-hmm. for like three months. And it just really proves to you how much it works. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, what would you, like, what is your experience with manifestation? I have always manifested and I've done it in a subconscious way, in a conscious way. And I've been doing it so intensely. I think in the last 12 months that everything's just coming my way. I think I say to people like, don't overthink what manifestation is. I think it's a way for you to bring in abundance and things that you want to bring in. You have to visualize that thing and that it's already here and it's already like present. And then you have to exactly what you said, just make little changes to actually get there. And then it's just going to drop in. Um, I talk about it a lot in my workshops because so many people are just so wanting to learn absolutely everything about manifestation. But I think my key sort of quick little tips are is definitely set an intention on what you're trying to manifest. Make sure that it's not going to have any effects on other people. You know, Mm -hmm. sit with exactly what you want. Do you actually need this? This is something that I want right here and right now. Um, raise your vibe, make sure that you're vibrating at a really high level, like your energy, just so then you're Mm -hmm. saying to the universe, I'm so ready for this. I'm open for this. Like, let's bring it in. And then I think my other thing is just be open for change because with you bringing in new things, it's going to create change and it's going to create ripple effects for all the people around you. So just be conscious of that. I think that's really important, but manifesting game changer literally what what is something that you I guess like I guess what you said like with manifesting comes I don't know if you said uncomfortable but uncomfortableness in the sense of bringing change in and you're kind of in this limbo that you kind of feel a bit nervous with all these new things happening what is something Mm -hmm. or some advice you could give for people feeling that way yeah I always think like People and things will stay in your life if they're meant to stay in your life. If they're not, they're going to leave. So, for example, I manifested my whole career. I knew I was going to be self-employed. I knew that I was going to be working in the space that I was going to be working in. I just didn't know how big it was going to be. That was something I didn't manifest. But now I'm sitting in a position like, okay, I want I want more now. I know my voice can just go to so much reach. Within that time of me manifesting, I lost so many friends. Two of my best friends decided... I can't deal with this. Can't deal with the self-employed like business. I can't deal with like just this platform that you have. And older Lyra would have cracked the sheets and been like, fuck you. Like, that's not fair. But I sat there and I was like, no, you manifested your career. Therefore these people are not going to be here because they need to be just out to create space for better humans who are more aligned with you. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, just be prepared to be uncomfortable with any change that's coming on in, but just know it's all going to be worth it because you're creating space for other things to come on in. Do you think that comes from a place of jealousy within those people? Yeah, that stems from their trauma, 100%. And so I you reckon just it comes like, from trauma? 100% because I think why is there a need to be jealous of somebody? 
mm-hmm. when we should be all sitting there backing each other, when we all should be pepping each other up and not ripping each other down. Especially with like, women. Okay. Yeah. And I was like, hang on a second. Like I've pepped you up, pumped you up with, you know, your life, your existence. Now it's my time. Like, and that's, mm-hmm. you should be pumping me up. But um, I think when people express jealousy and hate towards you, I'm like, is this your trauma talking? Like, is this stuff that you need to like really heal upon and understand why you're projecting that onto other people? Mm-hmm. So 100%. Yeah. It's, it's funny when you kind of like understand why, like if someone's being, I, I kind of go with the approach now, if someone's being mean to me or if they make a nasty comment, mm-hmm. it's like, okay, well that's coming from your insecurities and you're putting that mm-hmm. onto me. You know, that's coming from a place where you're really uncomfortable with and then you're projecting mm-hmm. that onto me and it's kind of it's nice when you get to a place within yourself and you can, you almost kind of like wish them luck and wish them happiness in a sense of being like, I really hope that you find out what is going on and why you mm-hmm. feel like you need to project that onto me because it's not yeah. it's not nice with anyone. No, it's not nice at all and 100%. Like I always think karma, 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 we have to send mm-hmm. that that person or those people, lots of love and they get to live their lives how they want to live their lives. Um, but unfortunately they just don't need to be a part of ours and that's okay. And yeah. energy. Like I think it's, I read something the other day. Um, I don't know. It was on an Instagram page. I'm loving Instagram at the moment. If you follow the right yeah. people, it's the best. If you follow the like people, it's not, not good, yeah. but like you, I love yoga pages. Like I'm all about it. Trying yes. to be this like yogi or yeah. whatever you want to call it. <laughs> I've got my yeah, Indigo Luna on today. Do you know? Yes. Yes. Love I've them. I've got before. the pants on. Yeah. They're they literally are so the best. comfortable. They make me oh feel just myself. Um, but I, I read this that. post and it said your energy introduces you before you introduce yourself. And it's like when you mm-hmm. walk into a room and your energy is present, like that introduces it, whether it's negative or not. I actually had this friend one time and cause my, I've got one friend that's really spiritual and her mum is a, mm-hmm. um, I think her mum's a medium. And then her nana mm-hmm. is, I don't know what it's called, but she does like feng shui and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Love um, that. And so I went to her and I said, I'm hanging out with this friend and I feel like, her energy has like latched onto me almost. Mm-hmm. And it, I was going through a phase where I was feeling really negative and like, you know, it, it feels like there's something on your chest and you can't get mm-hmm. it off. What is your experience, I guess, with like learning about different energies and, and stuff like that? Yeah. I love that you're like tapping into this. This is great. So mm-hmm. I think with like different types of energy, well, energy in general, everything is energy from like us as human beings to like our drink bottles. It's all energy. It all sits with us. And I think for me, when I started tapping into the spiritual side of things, I became this huge empath, which means I am so able to pick on, pick up on people's energy as soon as I have an interaction with them. So I can tell if someone is okay, not hundred percent feeling themselves and just there's a lot going on or whatnot, or if they're really happy, that also comes from me being, quite spiritual as well too and being an intuitive reader but energy is something that is everyone needs to really tap into as an energy worker as well too I help people release any blockages any energy blockages that they're holding on to whether that's something physical or emotional so imagine if you're holding on to say like 10 years of just emotional trauma sitting there 
and it's just making you really sick and really uncomfortable. You would go and see someone like me or, you know, a healer in general to just release anything that's just holding, sitting there that's been just chilling there for ages and making me so unwell. But energy is a big one, I think, a big one, a huge one. Mm. how do you how do you release that like is that through reiki or how do you yeah through reiki so yeah so say you came to me Mm -hmm. oh sorry you go oh no no i was listening yeah oh yeah um so say for instance you came to me as like i'm a reiki practitioner and we did a healing i would just say to you tell me like why you're here to see me is there anything that you want me to sort of feel into and when I say that I'm like have you got any injuries because that's an energy block as well too when we've got it like a little injury in our body I know it's pretty crazy and then I'll say is there anything maybe emotional that you're feeling to like how are you feeling are you feeling happy are you feeling anxious and then I'll use my hands so our hands it'll essentially it's like drawing energy which is like that nice little heat that comes from our hands and I'll put my hands on you and say your like shoulders really just I don't know. It's just sore. I'll put my hands on you and it's almost like I'm coming in and I'm just visually just feeling into this energy blockage sitting there and I will just push it out. So it's like I'm pushing that beautiful energy blockage out. So I'm creating space for new energy, fresh, calm, beautiful energy to sit in there. So we're releasing pain for starters. Yeah. And just releasing maybe any emotion that's around that injury as well too. So there's a lot involved in it, but I'm so glad I went and did my training because I'm just... It's like, it's just, I love it. It's such a gift to be able to give to people as well too. Oh, absolutely. That actually just triggered me to think um, my great nana. So she's like a senior law holder in um, central Mm -hmm. Australia. So that's where I'm from. Yeah. And I always, so she did a lot of, she was almost like a medicine woman as well. I believe I might not be using the right terms, but I Mm -hmm. always remember when I Mm -hmm. felt something was sore or I felt like I was down or something. She would literally do that in her own way. Yeah, yeah. And I remember feeling like the heat of her hands and just thinking, wow, that's like just so powerful. Like what she would do yeah. and how she would do it and like how in tune she was with herself. And that kind of sounds like what you're explaining. I love that. Yeah. 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 So we like in our communities in across as Aboriginal people, we have traditional healers. Mm-hmm. out in country and I think that's so like it's beautiful and I have never experienced it but I want to experience it and I think it's like it's so powerful especially I could just imagine being with an Indigenous healer it would be so amazing oh, um, but I have to yeah, yeah it'd be so amazing but yeah it, like it would be that similar sort of experience but I always say to people like I'm not a traditional healer my Reiki trainings like comes from a traditional Japanese background yeah. and it's just sort of like passed on down through. So it is similar where it's just like we're shifting out any energy blockages or holds that you're holding on to to create space and essentially like in layman's terms make you feel fucking amazing. Make yeah. you really good. Yeah. Yeah. I actually was just saying to my partner the other day because I feel like there's been a lot of suicides with men. There always is a lot of suicides mm-hmm. with men, but there's a lot of, I'm really big on, I guess we have men's and women's business in our culture, but I'm really mm-hmm. big on saying that men's health is everyone's business, you know, mm-hmm. especially um, I guess making it okay for men to like speak and share and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And I was saying to my partner, I made, I like literally made him go get like a um, massage for something that was going on. Yeah. And I, and I, you know, he was very stubborn. He wasn't really telling me that it felt good, but it did feel good. You know, that kind of male yeah. thing. But I said, 
men need to almost, it should be encouraged for them to do that stuff because I think in a westernized way, it's kind of, a lot of people look down on the whole um, holistic healing, spiritual healing, but if we take Mm -hmm. it back to, I think 300 years ago, that shit works. Mm -hmm. And I feel like for men especially, it needs to be encouraged that that you do Mm -hmm. need to connect with yourself and be mindful and go and do something like Reiki to kind of make yourself feel better. Because they hold so much tension and energy. Like exactly in like shoulders and everything like that. Yeah, hundred percent. And I'm, I feel like there's a new wave of men coming on through. I like to call them Mm -hmm. like the woke men. Um, I know that like in Geelong, there is a lot of men, not necessarily Aboriginal, um, but they're trying to be that, embody that as men and be like, it's okay to be vulnerable. It's okay to do like yoga. It's okay to like, it's beautiful feminine things. Like it's just, it's all about balance. So Mm -hmm. I a hundred percent agree. I think it's so important for men to be able to hold space for each other and also be ultimately vulnerable like us women. I think it's so important. Um, I love how you said that about men's business is everybody's business. Oh, it seriously is. Yeah. yeah. It's like whether, you know, cause I think that it's really important for men to be able to hold spaces for men. And there's a, actually a lot of men's groups in like Aboriginal services and stuff like that, which yeah. is really positive. But I think women should still speak up about it within yeah, respect. Um, so taking it back to when your mother passed, so I'm really mm-hmm. sorry for that. I, that that was at such a young age. Do you, when you received the cards in the will, what was mm-hmm. that like? Like, was that kind of like a crazy moment to now think that you still have them? Like, can you kind of go yeah. a bit into that? Well, I think because she was so spiritual, it's almost like she knew. She was like, she will use them. She knew that I was going to step into this space. And I just remember being like, why the fuck would she give me these cards? <laughs> like, I didn't understand it. I was like 17. I was, you know, about to turn 18. And all I wanted to do was just like go to uni, party, just be like a typical uni student. And I just they just didn't resonate with me at the time and I packed them away and I just remember like finding them when I was in like my really dark space and being like hmm that's really interesting I'm gonna pull them out and just have a play with them and see like how they feel and then I just started pulling a card for myself every day and I was like oh that's interesting okay yeah and then that's when I tapped into my intuition with the cards and I was like oh things are happening this is a little bit bizarre and then I started just doing like little readings on friends and they're like, how did you know that? And I was like, what do you mean? I'm just sort of saying whatever sort of pops into my mind, essentially. Then I figured out I was having downloads. I was having spiritual downloads and messages were coming on in. So that's what, you know, a psychic essentially is. So um, do you mean what is just specifically, what would you say a spiritual download is? So say I'm doing a reading for someone and I'll pull a card and I'll be like, oh, like there's lots of anxiety around this. I'm just getting a lot around you needing to release something. It could be just a relationship or blah, blah, blah. Just, it'll just be like verbal diarrhea just coming on out of my mouth. It's almost mm-hmm. like I'm not even here when I'm like saying it. Um, it's essentially like if, if, if we're visualizing it, it's almost like spirits are behind me and they're just like feeding into my little brain or my intuition to give me these little downloads to pass on to somebody. It's pretty cool. That's amazing. Yeah. 
it's was that cool. was that in the step like to kind of realize that would you call it a psychic would you call you, that part of you yeah i mean like I, I always say like intuitive because i'm like i feel like the word psychic gets thrown around so much doesn't it so and it gets um and it gets put a negative term on it like people put their own spin on a psychic yeah yeah so, when so you i say, always sort of say yeah, yeah. intuitive would that yeah. be like intuition as such intuitive. 100% exactly that and anybody is able to tap into their intuition on any level it just depends on how deep you want to get with it as well too mm. can we do some cards yeah of course is that cool yes I'm and so excited I've literally been yeah. waiting for this day <laughs> oh my god I love this well no I'll like I'll pull a couple for you now but you message me later on and so we can like book in a one-on-one -on -one proper reading can we well actually I would, I would love, love that. that. We'll see what like cards come on out for you and see like what's happening. Okay. Oh my gosh. See, this is really funny. My dog has chewed half this card. New opportunities coming on in. So we're manifesting <gasps> lots of change at the moment. That feels so powerful. Allow that new opportunity to flow on in because it's going to be like lots of doors are just going to open up for you. Um, be uncomfortable with the change as well too. There's just lots happening breaking free cards coming on in as well too this is where we're releasing anything that you are holding on to that's not serving purpose anymore and if that's friends allow them to disappear we don't need that we're creating space for people who are essentially more aligned with you now is the time for you and only you as well too so just remember how independent you are as well make sure you're just putting a little bit of love back into your heart space i think your heart needs a little bit of heart healing and i can feel it i'm just like it does. heart needs healing heart needs healing lean on your partner more and tell them i need like more love i need you to do things to me do things for me <laughs> that make me feel so loved and nourished i think it's yeah. so important and look the romantic partner card came out and that's the indication that we need to bring just a little bit more love back and that's cool there's nothing wrong with that more love more nourishment more balance when the balance and nourishment comes on in everything's going to feel really just neutral and level and calm because it feels like there's hectic energy at the moment. Happily ever after cards come through, which means yes, all your manifestations are coming to fruition. Everything's gonna drop on in. We still need to do a little bit of work. Protect your energy as well too. So you're not taking on other people's energy. Mm -hmm. You don't need to do that anymore. And just remember too, I don't know why, but this is popping on up a lot. Just make sure that the energy that you're putting out to other people, that you're getting, getting it back. So it's a two-way street, and that's with people, with friends, with family. I think that's so, so important. And here's your manifestation card, visualization. So please keep manifesting. You're very, very powerful. You're also really intuitive, and I think you're seeing lots of angel numbers and things like that as well too, mm. and you're just like, is that for me? Yes, it's for you. Take note of it. So then you can be like, what does 555 mean? Like, that must be aligned with me. When we're seeing angel numbers, that means you're really opening up and you're allowing yourself to be seen especially for your manifestations so powerful oh my gosh how's that a quick one. <laughs> oh my gosh like i actually just everyone that's listening right now that was just like literally on the money the last couple of days i'm pretty real on this podcast so the last couple of days have been really hard and i've literally felt like my heart was kind of like not in the right place with like a negative energy about you know uh because when you get into lockdown you feel 
it just triggered a lot and I felt negative about my body and negative about myself. And I was literally thinking this morning, like, do I need to like tell my partner this? Like, it's just wild. Mm -hmm. And the one where you said like, I love that about myself, um, like me and me are in the, I can't remember what you said, but I literally have been going like, I'm about to go on a journey and it's about me and it's about myself. And like, that's wild. Yes. I can't believe that. I've actually never really done that. That's just wild. Like how, yeah. Do you get that response a lot from a lot of people? Like just kind of. Yeah. I'm shocked. Yeah. And I love it because I'm just, I think a lot of people come into it knowing or thinking they already know what I'm going to say. And I'm just like, let's just go with the flow and just see what comes on out. Like no expectations. Um, so yeah, it's, it's really nice to read for people. I haven't been able to do it for a little while cause I've been so busy with everything else, but it's so special when someone's like, Oh my God, how did you know that? Like, no, literally. I guess it. Wow. And the fact that you kind of like knew about my heart, like all that energy, that's just, yeah, I'm actually space. like, wow. I, um, because literally I can with, pick up on your energy. Yeah. Pick up on energy when I'm like tap in, but also too, if you've got, do you have any crystals and stuff like that at, at home? I literally have one thing right here. It's got a little stage stick as well. My friend's oh, mum got this. That. I've got this oh, and then beautiful. I've got my crystals, but they're outside actually. Um, use your rose quartz if you've got one, because that's going to bring in a lot more love and self-love as well too. But that one that you just showed me, it's called a clear quartz. And that's all about Mm -hmm. just keeping everything at a neutral level. So like you can move that around your room to like set the energy to a particular, you know, energy level really. And you're Mm -hmm. tapping out any negativity with it as well too. So I use that a lot, actually, the clear quartz. I, like, just move it around the house. But also, like, I carry crystals with me in my bag. People are like, what are you doing? I'm maybe out on the town and I've got all my crystals. And I'm like, it's gonna, to protect yeah. me. You're at the table having drinks with your girlfriends and you've got your crystals around. Like, <laughs> Literally, I'm like, guys, we're all protected tonight. <laughs> what are some, um, I guess, like, ways you can suggest for people to use crystals? I know that's a very broad term. It is. Yeah. I think when clients ask me that question, I'm like, just strip it right back and use your crystals in a way that you intuitively feel it feels good for you really. So for instance, I'll use mine when I'm meditating. If I'm meditating, if I'm wanting a little bit more love and nourishment, I'll use the rose quartz. If I'm wanting a bit more protection around my energy, my body, my home, I'll use a black tourmaline, which is about protection. Mm. So I will just place them in my hands. I'll even have like crystals under my pillow at nighttime too. Cause okay. that's like, it's like I'm getting all that energy from the crystals. I mean, I'm really woo woo. So I charge my crystals with the full moon. We've like got a full moon yeah. now. So oh, is it today? Yeah. We can like, yeah, I'm pretty sure it's today. I need to like check my moon chart. Um, I actually, um, but I yeah. left my crystals. I took my crystals out to charge like a month ago. How, however many times and full moon comes and I actually haven't brought them back yeah. in, but I'm just going to leave them out of the charge tonight. <laughs> yeah. Just let them charge. I'll be supercharged. Um, but you can use them in so many different ways. So many different ways, especially if you're going into like, say a meeting or something and you're feeling a little bit anxious, like there's a crystal for that. You can put it in your bra. What it's crystal like, is that? Yeah. Um, what crystal would I use? I would probably use like a protection crystal, like the black tourmaline mm, just to sort of, of those, protect yeah. my energy. Yeah. Um, 
but there's so many good crystal books out there to sort of because there is so many crystals as well to show you what the meanings are yeah so you can just use it however you intuitively want really i will be definitely booking a reading with you that's more private yes Yes. (laughs) yeah i know i know i know because i've been doing like my lives with people um, mm. and I'm like, oh, I'll just do like a quick reading and then I can give you a proper reading, like outside of it. Cause I never want to sort of like say things I shouldn't be saying, you know, <laughs> something really deep, you like dig it off. And I'm like bawling my eyes out on the podcast. I'm like, Trauma. <laughs> but yeah, um, 100% would definitely. Love um, so talking about body image, I, it's so funny. Mm. I sent you something. I was at Chadson the other day and I was like, Lyra's on a freaking poster over there for body um at the body shop and I was like I see yeah. women everywhere literally everywhere yeah. always was always will be like how did Crazy. that journey start and how the hell did you get involved with the body shop like that's awesome I know it's so crazy well I think when my platform sort of grew last year I was just honestly what you see on social media is literally what you get in person with me I'm a pain in the ass. I'm super unapologetic. It just, I like to say it how it is. And I think the way that I was doing that on social media, just sort of saying to women and men, like, just love yourself. Like you don't need to change anything about you, but if you do want to change things about yourself, then do it and do it only for you. Um, Mm. I just got so confident and comfortable with my body as well too, that I was just expressing that so much on social media And I think everyone's on a self-love journey. Everyone's doing it, whether that's subconscious or consciously. But I think I was preaching it so much on social media that the body shop reached out to me and they were like, we want you to be part of our self-love campaign. We think you embody everything that we represent when it comes to being an advocate for Aboriginal culture, for speaking about your body in such a positive way, but also making like humanizing it as well too, because there's nothing worse than, getting on Instagram and you're seeing like a woman with the most perfect body and you're just like, fuck, that makes me feel shit about myself. Why is it so airbrushed? And like, yeah. So then the body shop sort of just signed me and then it's just gone nuts ever since. Wow. Do you get to like give you like all the products? I don't know how that sort of stuff works, but like, yeah, (gasps) they do. Oh my God. It's actually a little bit crazy. So I'll never forget this. I was like a kid in the candy store and they'll love me saying this. So they said to me, if you need any products, you can just let us know. Otherwise, go into the shop, just pick what you want and just charge it back to us. I was like, this is what kids dream of. Literally 12-year-old self with the balm, like the body balm when I was so young. I literally did that. I was like, 12-year-old Alira is going nuts right now in the body shop, just like picking all these balms and the lip balms. And I'm just like, yeah, so the body shop, has been amazing because it's just I've formed such a relationship with them and they're just like my second family which is amazing Mm. what would be your favorite product oh my gosh and you know what it's so funny it's that bloody lip balm the strawberry lip balm oh I just remember getting that as a kid (laughs) and being like this tastes so good and then I say to them that is my favorite product of theirs bloody Mm -hmm. lip balm so with your like self-love image and you're saying you're putting it out on social media mm-hmm. about the way you felt and stuff, did you feel like, do you feel like that because you were saying so much, you obviously believed it, but one thing I struggle with is I go through these phases where I'm like, cause mm-hmm. I am, I'm not a big girl, 
but I'm bigger mm-hmm. than my friends. And I've always struggled yeah, with my yeah. weight. Like always been up and mm-hmm. down and like I'd have a big bum, big legs, but probably a little bit of a smaller mm-hmm. waist. And mm-hmm. I guess for me, I always struggled with just being comfortable in your own skin mm-hmm. and like you don't have to be no fat, um, just like stick or, you know, like one thing for me that I will, I'm going to get real here, but would see on social media is these girls and they would wear bikinis and they'd have like no back fat. Right. And for like, mm-hmm. or like rolls or anything. And I'd be like, why doesn't my back look like that or stuff like that. And yeah. you go through, I'm at a good stage now where I will just be like, I have a big bum, big fat. I don't care. Like that's me. But then yeah, you go yeah. through stages where you're like, oh my God, you know, I don't feel myself mm-hmm. today. Do you feel like your aff- affirmations and stuff help that? Or like, mm-hmm. how do you, yeah. Yeah. My affirmations hundred percent help. I'm just so, I, I mean, like I say, I'm so loving of my body and so like grateful for it. I always say that, but I do have days where I'm just like, oh my gosh, I dislike so much about my body today. Um, I know for me, I have to look after my body in order to love it as well too. So me going to the gym, that's like a big thing for me. If I don't go to the gym, my body's not going to feel great. And it's not going to look great in my eyes either. Um, and I'm like, I am that heavier curvy girl, but I'm just like, I love my curves and I never like want to change that. I think there's something powerful in saying that as well too. Because people are like, oh, you know, you could like lose weight. And I'm like, why would I want to like... I'm like doing my own thing. I'm like training. I'm really like healthy and really fit. And if I happen to lose more weight, that's awesome. But like right now I'm just loving my body. And it's like, I'm so grateful that I have an able body that I'm able to go and do just so many things. So I think affirmations hundred percent help. I think what we were saying before about curating your feed to make sure that you're mm. seeing positive bodies and different bodies, diverse bodies as well too. I think that's really important. I love it on social media at the moment because less than a year ago, it was, you had to be this stick thin, you know, airbrush thing. And now it's got all these women posting their bodies. Like I saw you the other day posting in, mm-hmm. I think it was Love Honey lingerie. Yeah. The, yeah. Love and I was honey. like, yeah. get it, sis. Like, it's real. Like it's not yeah. Photoshop or airbrush and it's, really powerful as a young woman to kind of see that and back to what you were saying about someone being like oh you could lose a couple though I was having Mm -hmm. this conversation with my mum the other night and I was saying you know I just feel like I need to lose weight for other people almost like it's Mm -hmm. like them putting that energy onto you about being like oh you know maybe if you lost a couple that dress might look better or something so I think it's really important for young girls to know that it's about how you feel and you can love your body. You don't have to be this like, you know, model or anything like that. Like model, the term model Mm. is, is not what it used to be. Yeah. You know what I mean? No, exactly. So I a hundred percent. So I have been working in the modeling industry prior to like my socials blowing up. So I was doing a lot of e-com sort of stuff just for brands and that industry is so problematic and so toxic and i'm just like i need to get out of there asap because <gasps> so i don't want to lose weight for other people like you know was it really toxic hundred percent I, I think it's so competitive and so toxic i think i'm at a point where i'll model but i'll model under alira potter i'm not just doing it for my body mm-hmm. if that makes sense which absolutely I think is important yeah but even yeah, I being, was, like sorry, a, here you go. 
sorry. Um, even being like a curvy girl, did you feel like being a curvy model as such was still toxic? I think so because it was just like a lot of brands I think back in the day were just, they just wanted like a stick figure or a woman that was stick but had a little bit of curve around her hips. Like mm-hmm. that was okay. And I think it was toxic in a way because it affected my mental health because I compared myself to the other women when I wasn't getting jobs being like, mm-hmm. oh, shit, I should lose a little bit more weight so then I could have got that job. And that mm-hmm. preached just like toxicity for me. And I was like, no, you don't need to do that. Like your body's great. Your body's beautiful. It's like moving, it's flowing, it's doing everything that you want it to do right now. Um, you don't need to change for anybody else. So, yeah, I think the industry is like can be pretty toxic. It's funny how you say, um, like, you have 30,000 followers on Instagram, which is wild, mm. firstly. And that's just from being it's yourself. Overwhelming. Literally. <laughs> and overwhelming. like, it shows how if you just be your authentic self, people will follow you and the right people will follow you. Not in terms mm-hmm. of like followings on Instagram, but just generally in mm-hmm. life and the things that come to you will be true to you. And that's always something that I've said. Yeah is really important is staying authentic to yourself because you don't really want to be a sheep. Mm-hmm. Like you've got to do yeah. things in your own way and that's that's healing for yourself. Do you know what I mean? hundred percent. Exactly. And I'm just like, I'm, if I could tell young teenager Alira that I would, I'd be like, girl, you don't need to stress. Like don't, you don't need to worry about your body. You just need to like live in the moment and love you for you. And that's enough. Literally. That's something I think that girls, I can't speak for boys because I mm-hmm. am not a male and I don't really have, I don't really have those conversations with my male friends, but mm-hmm. just like love yourself and mm-hmm. live for you, exactly. no one else. Yes. And don't worry about what people say. And it's so funny when, you know, like I've had more people comment on how I look when I'm not my thinnest and I'm confident mm-hmm. and I'm just mm-hmm. being myself and they go, Oh my God, like you look great. And I'm like, mm. I'm so much heavier than I used to be, but I'm happier. Mm-hmm. Like I'm just yeah. myself. Exactly. I, actually, I saw a post that you did. I think it was with Body Shop. I'm not actually too sure, but you mm-hmm. spoke about your autoimmune disease and mm-hmm. you posted photos yeah. of it. And I thought that mm-hmm. was so fucking powerful. Like yeah. rather than covering that up. I know. And it's so funny that you say that because I was like, I need to do a post because I've had a really bad flare up within the last week of my autoimmune people just wouldn't realize they would look at me and be like she's so like healthy and whatever and it's like oh my god if you guys only knew i'm <clears throat> sorry but yeah i have an autoimmune disease it's like psoriasis and sciatic arthritis and it's debilitating some days but yeah i'm well. lucky i i have i'm so open about it but i inject myself once a month with a medication mm-hmm. and i just joke and i'm like it's to help me live but really it is it's helped me to like keep everything at bay Yes. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So for a young person, like I have lots of, I guess my best friend I would take into consideration. She's kind Mm -hmm. of gone down. She's not Aboriginal, but she worked, she's been doing like some um, work with our organization. And she talks about, she has this feeling she wants to be a healer, like a healer Mm -hmm. as such as a wide term, but she can't pinpoint what would be some advice to young girls or men that are wanting to get into the healing space. I love that. I definitely think start your own journey first. Definitely mm-hmm. do the work on you. So then it's transparent to your clients and the people around you as well too. I think that's really important. 
um, I think don't be afraid to go and get educated around it too. Don't be afraid to go and get educated. I think there's a power in having knowledge for you to be able to preach what you preach and do what Absolutely. you do. Mm. Like having the education yeah. behind it. Um, yeah. yeah. To definitely. kind of back yourself. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. But I think it's hard. Yeah, it's a broad term, isn't it? Like healing. Because you could essentially be healing people for so many different things. So many different things. Mm. And with cards, do you feel like, I once had someone say to me, because I was uh, talking about getting cards for someone as a present, and they said, mm-hmm. generally when you get cards, you need to feel them yourself and choose them mm-hmm. through your own energy. Do you feel like that's true or do you think that's more like to the person? I... I, for me, I'm always, I have to be drawn to a deck of cards before I receive them. Um, Having said that, if I gift someone or I get a gift of cards, that's beautiful. That's great. I may not necessarily use them straight away because I have to be energetically drawn to using them. Mm-hmm. yeah but yeah generally like if you're going to go and buy your first deck of cards don't just go and choose the first ones that you see because they're so colorful and beautiful take a moment to listen to your intuition and feel are these cards the right ones for me mm-hmm. before you get them yeah that's probably my best advice that's wild i saw you had some um an aboriginal deck of cards i do i've got them just here they're so where beautiful. did you get those they are so beautiful i know so these are the laura bowen cards um she's so talented and they're such beautiful cards i know the listeners <gasps> can't hear it but oh my gosh that's amazing so beautiful so beautiful um yeah so i use them with clients and stuff like that too they're so powerful but it's always like yeah just be drawn to the deck of cards do you I before really seeing important. like before meeting a new person or doing a reading do you have a specific deck of cards that you go to or do you just kind of feel that when you're with them? I just feel when I'm with them, I'm like, which deck of cards we're going to use today? Because I've got about like 20. So oh, I'm my like, gosh. Which one do I use? Yeah. Is there certain yeah. ones for certain things? Like if you feel like an energy of someone coming off with, I guess, a divorce or, you know, like someone passing, mm-hmm. is there different cards you would use for that or is it more just like um, whatever ones you feel? Yeah, it's whatever, like, my my intuition will lead the way in me choosing the best deck of cards for somebody. Yeah. Wow, that's wild. There's so much to learn in this space, and I feel like... I know. It's just a learning process, and I, and I hope that, you know, with more people like you on social media, with men as well, men and women are more open to yeah. the idea of, one, manifesting to meditation I feel like that's a really big thing mm-hmm. um yeah, healing yeah. their own energies and stuff like that even yoga like I did 30 minutes mm. of yoga today it was so it was so hard for me to get through that but like yeah. my energy has just felt complacent where I feel like I've been up yeah. and down recently and it's funny when you bring yourself back to the present moment how it can kind of save you mm-hmm. in a sense yeah yeah definitely mm. I know what you mean oh, I love yoga that's like the most grounding thing that I can do for my body I love mm-hmm. it but I know what you mean it can be challenging because it's like a mindset thing yeah yeah well thank you so much Alira for coming on Mob Talk today it's been a long time coming but I'm so I excited know. that we've done this because this is like a space that I really um am kind of delving into at the moment so thank you so much for I guess spending thank the time you.
Yeah, thank you. I'm so excited. Thank you so much. So everyone listening to Mob Talk, I hope you enjoyed today with the Miss Beautiful Alira Potter and I can't wait for you guys to hear more. Thanks everyone for joining us on Mob Talk this week. If you like this podcast, please share it with your friends and don't forget to chuck us a follow on Instagram. And we'll see you all for another yarn soon.